0: I want to start the show highlighting an industry that I don't think gets nearly enough credit for the incredible work that they do. And now we're realizing that they really don't get nearly the amount of support that they need. Talking about workers in the domestic violence sector, Uh, there is some new information to suggest that there is a 45 percent turnover rate which is unbelievable how do you make an impact in an area that desperately needs this attention and this committed workforce if there is that kind of a turnover rate and why so we're going to get into it right now with our first guest of the show she's a former Edmonton mayor and the executive director of the Alberta Council of Women's Shelters Jan Reimer is joining the show Jan thank you so much for making the time good afternoon well, thank you for having me and
1: talking about this. It's important, I think, that people realize that, you know, really what's happening within the Women's
0: Shelter Network. Yeah, you know, I think that there are some industries that, you know, we can sort of look at from the sidelines and we can say that would be incredibly hard to to really go to work every single day and be involved in. This is one of those sectors. I, I think mentally, uh, emotionally, just the drain that would exist for employees must be profound. But when we're talking about this, 45% turnover rate it can't just be attributed to, uh, to to emotional toll, can it? I mean, what is what is really the reason for this?
1: Well, we're seeing a number of reasons about what's happening in our sector, but uh, certainly stagnant wages, inadequate uh, salaries is at the top of the list. And the government in their contracts, or grant contracts with shelters, set a certain amount for those uh, wages. And then, um, you know, they and fundraising is a challenge, particularly now. And then government recruitment is another big challenge that shelters face because they uh um, are you know offering much higher wages and uh, much uh, better benefits than what shelters are able to provide. Um, but their wages are 33% lower than what you might be, find in government. They're 21% lower than most of the business sector and 15% lower than the wage of the average Albertan. So we've got a lot of catch-up to do. Um, we recognize that, uh, you know, times were tough uh, when, you know, price of oil fell and everybody was tightening their belts that we had COVID. Uh, but the inflationary pressures that shelters are facing right now and the lack of movement on the
0: funding envelope um, is really creating challenges for them. I think there's responsibility you know from a few different places. there's certainly responsibility from uh, from donations to come from just citizens of our, of our province, of our cities. Uh, but then there's also of course the government responsibility. So let's talk a, a little bit about from the government's perspective. why is that support so lacking when it comes from when it comes to the government and and just their perspective on on this area? because I know that there was an ask for money and the response was essentially, you know it was I think it was three million dollars for a trial period to do to do what with what kind of impact could that make why is this something that's not taken seriously it's that
1: we are a very small part of a very big budget I sometimes think it's a rounding error and so we get ignored but I think it's also something where um you know the work that shelter staff do it tends to be taken for granted and minimized um and you know uh, because it's largely a service that's uh, providing support uh, for women um so and it's a very highly uh, feminized workforce ninety seven or more percent of uh shelter staff are uh, identified as female right so you've got those challenges um, that are you know, built into uh, the lack of uh, you know, systemic uh, barriers for wages and then the shelter sector itself I think not being valued uh, enough in terms of the work that they're doing I think there's a broader community people really recognize that important work but I think when it comes to you know looking at the bottom line and the finding impact and the work they do uh, sometimes not as quick to get that reaction of support uh, uh, from uh, government
0: funders. I, I hope that you're right. I hope that, you know, from a broader perspective, uh, you know, there is an understanding, but sometimes it feels like the funding from government, you know, is sort of done in a way to appease v- voters and, and put money on on issues that seem that they will be uh, politically a- appetizing. And so, you know, it sort of makes you wonder if maybe there is a larger stigma that really needs to be lifted when it comes to prioritizing this this area of great need. There are so many people that that would fall into a category of having been a, a victim of sexual violence to some extent. so it, it, yeah. is, is it just something we want we want to ignore and we want to sort of brush under the rug? Yeah.
1: Well, domestic violence, I think, affects many. I think everybody knows somebody. They just may not know that they know somebody, if you know what I mean, sure, because it yeah. is just so pervasive. And shelters do much more than provide a bed. They provide support. If you can't get into a shelter, they'll do outreach or follow up. I mean, they really go the extra mile to try and support women. And I think generally, like we just had our Valentine's uh, campaign um, to, you know, the Love a Shelter. And uh, shelters got great Valentine's about the work and it also was a a good message for women in shelter that the community supports them and is behind them. We just need more of that um, because uh, shelters right now are are struggling. We're all facing, you know, the challenges of inflation. But for shelters who've had the stagnant funding for so long, uh, you know, inflation has taken a huge uh, bite. to count by buy food for the prices you did back in 2015, you know?
0: Well, and that's um, when the wages have, have remained stagnant. It's been since 2014, 2015 since there's been any sort of an increase in well, terms of support. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's right, and it's um, you know the amount of animals I think about 51 million for the whole, everything uh, for shelters um, and really hasn't much much since then, um, but we're you know that's why we're really calling upon uh, government to take immediate action to accommodate the inflation, but also a second part of our ask is to work with us to modernize uh, the shelter standards and the staffing model and really to review operational funding. So we're providing a realistic funding structure uh, for shelters um, rather than just kind of a knee-jerk reactions all the time. But we do need this support, and if you know, members of the public can write their MLA, we would really appreciate that to get the support to really uh, get shelter funding, at least to have the inflationary catch-up.
0: Is, is there a workaround, you know, talking about ch- sort of changing the funding structure a little bit? Is, is there a, a way to try to do more with, with less? I mean, is it about sort of consolidating services into fewer centers? Uh-huh. Would that be an option? What does that really look like?
1: Well, I think uh, shelters have been asked to do more and more for less and less. So I don't think that that's uh, you know that's really going to work for us at this point in time. We can and we always are being innovative and looking at doing things uh, different. We use data to inform practice and how we can best uh, uh, support women who are coming to our doors or calling or those who may not want. They're on the front forefront of uh, you know going into schools as well and working with children to help to prevent the domestic violence so they're doing a lot with very little uh, but I think that the, uh, the instructors that we have the standards that we have the lack of flexibility in those uh, uh, that funding formula is a challenge um, even being able to allocate some money to benefits um, that uh, we're not allowed to do currently uh, because the government is not prepared to provide any funding for benefits other than that um, that's provided for, um, you know, your your statutory uh, benefits. So having some flexibility there would be helpful, Uh Um, you know, when we had the... Uh, COVID dollars, we did get support for during COVID from both the federal and provincial government, which helped, I think, shelters uh, really keep their doors open as an essential service. But there was a lot of flexibility from the federal government on that um, in terms of how they allocated those dollars. and it also enabled shelters to do things that they hadn't been able to do before uh, because they had a little bit of extra money. But then that money was taken away, right, because it didn't continue on. It was simply a pandemic uh, pandemic. more um, than in some cases, that money was clawed back by the province rather than using it to, as part of the shelters' recovery.
0: So the heat um, is now on. I mean, the pressure is on for some more government funding. Um, I, I'm speaking right now to the executive director of the Alberta Council of Women's Shelters. This is Jan Reimer joining me on the show. I've spoken to the Edmonton, uh, excuse me, the Sexual Assault Center of Edmonton as well, yep. pleading for the government to 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 give them some much-needed money so much needed funding what's been the reaction then jan well
1: we're waiting um the budget's coming out next tuesday um whether we're in it or not who knows um uh, but it's certainly something we've been asking for. Um, when we did a, we hired an HR consultant to look at the um, salary levels across the province, how they compared with the not for profit sector, how they compared with the private sector, how they c- compared with government. Uh, we, uh, you know, we based on those numbers, we told the government we needed at least a 20% increase at that time. But, you know, inflation keeps, it's not stopping. Mm-hmm. And um, so every uh, month we delay, there's less of, you know, when the buying power is diminished. Uh, we reported to government, for instance, that for one of our members, their food budget went from five to $50,000 from pre-pandemic to now uh, for, you know, not only the rising cost of food, but the poverty of women uh, that they couldn't afford to pay uh, for the food that they needed. And so the shelter was providing it. Um, So, you know, shelters are doing a lot and they're are brilliant, really, at making those dollars stretch, but they really do need that injection
0: of funds. Yeah, and I mean, of course, it's done with a lot of compassion and and care, uh, but that that too reaches its limit when you're just, you're, you're left feeling like you're an industry that is completely ignored and overlooked. Yeah. You can only go with nothing for so long. I'm curious, is there is there a number or is there a range that you're comfortable giving that you would be happy to see when the budget does come on Tuesday.
1: Well, we asked for the inflationary uh, adjustment, which we, which if we looked at, is is roughly well, the last time we calculated, a little over 10 million dollars. Um, if we could just even see that, but also that commitment to work with us, so that yeah. this isn't a one-shot deal. But you know, uh, you know, four years ago they promised multi-year funding to reduce the administrative. Yeah, that isn't caught with all the grant renewals. That hasn't happened. Um, we were part of the red tape reduction. Uh, task force as well uh, we created by the game when COVID hit uh, all of those things were put on hold so we'd really like to work with government to um, modernize um you know what their uh standards their staffing model how they're providing their operational funding um so that shelters are you know get the realistic dollars that they need
0: well let's hope that we see it mr reimer thank you so much for making the time really appreciate the conversation right. Well, thank you so much. Take care. Jen Reimer is the executive director of the Alberta Council of Women's Shelters. Uh, she's a former Edmonton mayor, of course. As you know, uh, just talking about the the situation when it comes to domestic violence workers, and seventy six percent of staff reporting an increase of stress since the pandemic. Thirty seven percent of staff were staff working over and above full time hours, and they haven't seen a wage increase since twenty fourteen twenty fifteen uh, It's it's just it's a pretty dire situation you. <laughs>